Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. It's good morning, there, Maxer. So it's still weird, like, how do you start? You know, morning, we're a morning show. We're usually Keyshawn. in a good mood first thing in the morning, and we're excited to talk about sports. The DeMar Hamlin situation kind of wait, like hovers over everything, and like I'm hesitant to be, hey, good morning, and everything, because it's a serious situation, although we are getting, you know, in spite of the fact that we are getting good news trickling out, little like drip by drip trickling out, and we just hope it keeps coming. He remains hospitalized and in critical condition. The Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, who had cardiac arrest on the field after tackling T. Higgins, apparently from a shot he took in the chest at just the wrong time. But he showed, quote, signs of improvement that were observed Tuesday and overnight into Wednesday, according to the team. The Bills said Wednesday in a statement that Hamlin is, quote, expected to remain under intensive care as his health team continues to monitor and treat him. Um, So, guys, that's like a little trickle of good news, right? And hopefully that trickle just keeps coming like that, you know? More little bits of good news. Troy Vincent... NFL executive vice president of football operations on an NFL conference call had this to say about the Bills situation because, of course, people are wondering naturally at a certain point, are the Bills going to play Sunday? And this is what he had to say. What my conversations with with coach and they have 100 percent been around. How is he doing? And that was as early as uh, as 536 o'clock this morning. My last discussion with Coach McDermott. I have not had any discussions outside of how his mental health is of himself and how are the players. So here's the question, guys. We are now to the point. It's Thursday, right? We are now to the point where it's not about not focusing on DeMar Hamlin's health. But the question does become, especially, by the way, for the NFL, which is a business. They're running a business, right? Mm-hmm. And here they have, and there's a schedule and the playoffs coming up and thousands of people involved and employed by the league. Should the Bills play Sunday? Should they even play Sunday? I was going to say, Max, you, you often talk about businesses are amoral, right? They do what's in the best interest of the actual business. Yeah, not good or bad. The they're time, they're right? in the business of making money, yeah. But as a team of individuals, a team of brotherhood, I'm going to expect them to do what's in their morally best interest, which should be whatever they want to do is the right thing for them to do. It's not going to be potentially in the best interest of the business of football, but in the best interest of their mental health. If they decide to play, I'm going to rock with it as a fan on the outside of this team. If they decide not to play, I'm going to rock with it. Um, Key, I think that's the only way you can actually look at the situation from the Bills' perspective as a fan – I want them to do what they feel is the right thing for them to do. Well, I think that they are going to do whatever that right thing is. Um, like I said yesterday, they're probably going to play. I mean, we're, we're at Thursday, okay? Um, the New England Patriots are involved in this situation too. On top of that, you you could see where it's going as far as football goes. Uh, they had a light walkthrough yesterday. They're kind of conducting football business to a degree as much as they can as normal. And now you get into today and you continue to, like like Max said, you get the small little drippings. And then eventually those drippings 
will become larger for better and better and better. And, and hopefully that time, as, as we get to the weekend and we get to Sunday, where all of a sudden there's no about face and no reverse turn in what's going on with, with Hamlin. So a, as of now, they are going to play. Um, and if that's the, the, the direction that they want to do, they should play. So then the, that's right. At, it looks like they will play. And, Jay, I agree with your assessment. I remember, and, and people who have been through this, and most have, unless you're very young, have been through the, the passing of family members and stuff like that. I always feel, I remember one time in particular where it was like, everyone just go do what you feel like you got to do. Like, should the family be together? Should people, you got to do what makes you feel okay right now. And, and it's interesting that we discussed this a little bit in, in, in some, at some length yesterday when, Key, you were talking about how years ago the players didn't have the same kind of uh, influence in the league that they have now, right? The era of player empowerment is upon us. And so years ago you would have just been told you're going to play and you do what you're told. Well, um, yeah, now it, it's a little it, different because the league throughout this has taken their cues from the, from the players and coaches. To a yeah, it's not really being told. It's just wasn't ever being discussed. Uh-huh. So not even speak. a possibility. Yeah, in yeah words, well, right. it just wasn't being discussed. It wasn't something, you know, when I played in a 97 game in Detroit, it wasn't something that was like, we're not going to play. I'm not playing. You know, everybody felt the way they felt at that moment. And because you hadn't seen anything like that before, you know, you all you ever saw was somebody get hit, uh, the, the 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 medical team comes out on the field, you know they put them in the, on the gurney, brace them down, thumbs up. That's all you ever saw. Right. So you went back out there and you played football. Now when you all of a sudden witness what we saw on Monday night, there's a totally different mindset. On top of that, we are at a different time. Right. We're now get into what you're saying, Max, about player empowerment. It's not really the empowerment. It's that. I'm aware of everything now. I understand what I can do in terms of my rights, how I feel. I'm more secure now in life than I was before where it was almost like you dare to say. Well, now it's like I can say. I have a voice. If they do play, it's something I've been thinking about the last day or so, is it naturally leads to the question of, well, okay, who has the advantage in this situation? And I think it's easy to think from the outside looking in, Key, Max, that, all right, well, Bill Belichick has had time to prepare, even though you would say that talent-wise, Buffalo is far beyond where the Pats are. Like that technical mindset of Bill Belichick comes into more time to prep while one team is distracted. But I will tell you, I tend to go the opposite way. I think the power of why you do something is very important. And I think, like, the Bills have something to play for. Like, key, like, playing for a guy like DeMar Hamlin in this moment, if they do decide to play, is, is a game changer. You know where it unites teams differently when you go through adversity together. I'm not saying it doesn't take the technical side of it, but it just, I don't know, it well, can make the Bills a more dangerous threat. Yeah, it, it, it could. You're, you're absolutely 100% right, Jay. It, it makes them a little more, more of a threat, so to speak, because – for me, the way that I look at it, it becomes laser focused now. Yep. Now you you are laser focused because you have set out some sort of goal to conquer whatever it is that's out in front of you. 
Uh, it just galvanizes everything, makes things a lot stronger. Uh, when I go back and I think about, you know, high school, Dorsey High School, when Kevin Copeland passed away, I can't went on th- to win a championship. Two, two teams, yeah. Key, two teams you've been you on know. where you've gone through some stuff, man. Yeah, but I wonder That's how many people who played 11 years in the NFL, and that means all through high school and college, have had no incidents like that, Key. I imagine if you've played long enough, you're going to have have experienced something. Well, well some, some experience. When a player yeah. passed away. That happens in high school football all the time. Yeah, some, 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 because, you know, some. Um, Not all the time, but, you know. No, I understand. There's, there's a lot of things that happen to the degree where you didn't expect them in high school sports. Well, it does in college, too. Mm-hmm. This, is ha- this happens to be the National Football League. And on a Monday night, so all right. however many millions of eyeballs it were glued in. Plus, now all of a sudden you have the the the, the news outlets opposed to just sports outlets yep. covering the whole story because it is a big big deal. But more so back to what you were saying, Jay. I, I think that for Buffalo, it becomes a laser focused thing. And you say, well, what about the New England Patriots? Well, the New England Patriots are thinking about this too. Don't think that Bill Belichick isn't, as, as much as we think he's a crazy mastermind and all he cares about is football, oh, no, he's thinking about it too. Because for however many years that he's coached, multiply however many players he's been responsible true for yeah, right. in dealing with. So he has a heavy uh, uh, you know, mind going on right now with him as well, as well as I'm sure his staff. I don't know the entire roster makeup and where some of these kids have come from, but I'm sure he's got a pit guy somewhere that's connected to Hamlin somewhere along the line. So, And he's part of the NFL community. So it won't be as easy as you think for him to prepare for Buffalo, you know, just as much as it will be Buffalo preparing for them. You know, my, my mind goes to when I was a little kid, um, Thurman Munson, who was the captain of the Yankees, mm. and they just won the back-to-back World Series, and it's now 1970. I'm going back a long way. But I'm a little kid, right? And Thurman Munson dies <laughs> in 1970. That's a long <laughs> way. What was you about, like a year old, no, man? I was, I, was like, no, year? I was like seven years old, something like that. You were seven in yeah, 1970? No, six, 679. Oh. 79. So, oh, you said 70, though. Said I was like, you've been lying about your age the whole time. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, I'm actually 100. That would explain some things. So my back... So, uh, so anyway, he, he, you know, Munson died in a plane crash. And the Yankees had a game that day or the next day. And they're playing the Baltimore Orioles. And, and Bobby Mercer, who's his best friend, leads this comeback win against the Orioles and the Yankees. But it's different because cause that's like I'm trying to think of parallels, right? It's different because that, the, the tragedy there did not occur on the field of play as a direct result of the nature of the sport. Right. Yeah. Like it's different because the nature of this sport led that on the field of play led to this situation. And now those guys got to put on that uniform and go out on the field and do that exact thing, play that exact sport. And, and now so the laser focus in this situation is coming up against something else that it, that it wasn't in the situation I just mentioned. True. It's complicated. Very true. All right, be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN. Seven two nine three seven seven six. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of nice cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. How have the NFL handled the AFC playoff seating? 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. So we are presented by Progressive Insurance. How will the NFL handle <laughs> the AFC playoff seating? What I miss? It's like, Key's funny dude, man. What I miss? No, we keep me saying stuff during the break sometimes that really make me giggle like a little girl. No, you know, during the breaks, we can't always disclose yes, to our yes. listeners what go on during the breaks. We try to clean it up as much as we can. As much as I'm not into other people's personal lives during the breaks, I get you're into so it. Are. You know? Well, I'm not so into are. it, just, but I'm into it. You're such a detective. Be, not as a public like, figure, as a private uh, figure, you're into yeah, it. I yeah, I just, because I I marvel at how the media covers some of this stuff because in all honesty i know we're gonna move on in all honesty it's like i don't care but i care you know that's why the media covers it because it's human nature to care that's why it's i I guess i only care you're not trying to feed it you're not trying to feed the beast because key this is what we do in the locker room you know how we all do always in the locker you come in you talk about some crazy stuff and then you come out like, yeah, all right, you do your like. This is what we are. This is a locker room. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess that's the way you can look at it. I just like last night, I found myself paying attention, paying attention to something I really don't give a blank about. I don't care, but I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it, and I'm like saying to myself, "Oh, okay." So now I find myself following. Yeah, rabbit, the other down person, a rabbit hole. Where yeah. she had, you know, it's just like, oh, God. Well, it's called clickbait for a reason. They figure yeah, out a that. way to hook your brain and make you curious. And then the pictures. And stop, the, just stop. Like, <laughs> and, then I'm, and then I wind up feeling bad for the other person. So you can't let him But anyway, to go down uh, the playoffs, Max. Well, the, the, the reason it's, it's a topic <laughs> is because there is the human side of this, right? DeMar Hamlin remains in critical condition in the hospital. Even though the yes. good news starts mm-hmm. trickling out, he is st- not out of the woods by any means. And so, and so people are, want to focus on that, particularly when there's a there's – a, the fact is that there is, cancel culture exists, right? People are looking to be outraged, get a little shot of indignation on social media and feel good about yourself, right? And people have seen the early response to those who weren't only cons- considering – DeMar Hamlin's health. And now I think there's a little trepidation to talk about other things. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, other things exist. And, and one of those things is the AFC playoff seating. Um, what do you do? Well, if the Bills aren't playing right now, right, and, and, and the Bengals don't have that game in, or if they postponed it, are they going to cancel it? Are the Bills going to play this week? ES- I, wonder, yeah. I, I wonder if there's a way to... I mean, obviously, Kansas City 
has, is going to play Sunday. You know, teams are going to play. But I wonder, is there a way to not, even though they played the game, but not count the game, so to speak, leave everybody's records where they are and go from there? Well, what do you mean, if, Sheff- if, the, if the Bills decide not to play? No, no, I guess even if they, oh, yeah, if they decide not, to, not play, to play, or even if they played for the Cincinnati Bills game, do you do you not count everybody else 17th game, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, Adam Schefter, there's a couple of uh, sound clips I'm going to play you because he kind of gets into this and sort of explains it, all right? So, so here he is, ESPN Senior NFL Insider on Get Up. I actually spoke to somebody yesterday that said the game from Monday night has bad mojo. One person in the league would like to just see it go away altogether. Now, people say that that's unfair. Well, life isn't fair, as we saw on Monday night, and that may just be the way it is. It counts as a no contest, and you go on from there. The other scenario would be that there is a week in which the Pro Bowl skills competition is scheduled. So if the NFL needed to find a cushion in the schedule, to push things back one week, if that's what it ultimately decided, that would be the week it would have to play around with. It's also possible that the league will just ultimately decide we're just going to continue to go right on here and not play that game. And the way it shakes out is the way it shakes out. And if the Bengals win the AFC North because they didn't play on Monday night or the Bills can't get home field advantage because they didn't have that extra game, so be it. You have 16 games to prove your worth and your value, and you got done what you got done during that time period. All right, so. I kind of like them all. Yeah, I mean, like, the only I, thing I, I would I, say about the last one is the I don't like Bengals, the th- that, that in, could like potentially it. penalize the Bengals, who, you know, like, it's, not, it's really not fair to them. If, if the game gets canceled from something that, you know, from the course of play – and they never get to make that up, and that affects the defending AFC champions, and they never have a, a chance to make it up, and there's no remedy, then it, that is unfair to them. Well, see, but, 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 but I kind of like everything that Adam said because, in general, a lot of things are unfair, like he said. I mean, you know, Monday night wasn't fair. But at the end, you, your cards are dealt the way they're dealt, and you, you had 16 games, like he said, to, to prove your worth. I understand. Maybe they, maybe Buffalo loses out on home field advantage. Maybe Cincinnati, because of the Baltimore situation, they don't win the division. I mean, right. it is. There's no perfect, but that there is scenario no scenario right. in these situations. That's, that's why right. I and like them key, all. Key. That's right. And the perfect is the enemy of the good. You just try to get the best version of it, and and there will be some stuff that's not perfect. The thing I would say again is, if Bills players choose not to play, that's understandable. But that's not the Bengals players' choice. And if they are somehow penalized, to me it seems like that, that whatever remedy needs to speak to that. Why, why wouldn't you, if the Bills players decide to play, why, why wouldn't you just play week 18 and then the next week since they're just move everything back, right? So just have that be an open week. Let people get – let every other team get rest. Like they'll, they'll, they'll be on board with that. See, right? that seems and, and, more and, fair and, to and me, And then let actually. the Bengals and yeah. the Bills play. Start the game at 7-3 also, at the time, loss, and play. Yeah, give, give, give yeah. them the give, – push it out because the Pro Bowl, man, nobody care about exactly. that. Exactly. Right. Push, push that all the way there. Don't have that extra week in there. Right. Let everybody play on Sunday is what you're saying. And they'll get uh, whatever. The playoff teams will get an extra week of rest, exactly. so to speak. And then New England and Buffalo – We'll get extra days, whatever those five, four days or whatever of rest to compete. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 
That makes so much more sense. That, to me, that's by far the best idea, and it also has the added benefit of putting more distance between the event and not just the teams who participated, but the whole league. You imagine this affects anyone who gets out there, right? So, you're or still it could. Schedule. You're still so, on schedule. So, so you're on schedule. Everything's fair as can be, and, and more distance is, is put. And by the way, then hopefully also we get increasingly good news about DeMar Hamlin. I wonder why they wouldn't. I'm trying to think. Pro Bowl, first of all, Pro Bowl's a flag game. Key, now. any questions you have? Adam Schefter is going to join us this morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. Okay. And we can pick this up also on, on the other side. A, a surprise entry, by the way, in it's kind of a routine, I thought, quarterback tier ranking. Added this became a very controversial. We're getting mm-hmm. back to sports here. What? Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. I was blown away yesterday by something. Uh, Great show yesterday I was watching. This just in. Oh, handsome host. Yep. 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern. That's eye candy right there. He ain't there for his hosting skills. Um, You said something. All I heard was Daniel Jones, top tier QB one. Yeah. And, uh, can we just? No, I, I need one. to hear the sound because I, I don't remember all the details. All right, let's hear. Let's hear what happened on this excellent show. This just in 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. And there he is making his debut. <laughs> I've resisted all year. All year I've resisted, but he Max. just balled out. Max. He has the Giants in the playoffs. Max. He has a top 10 QBR. And he has, and yeah. let me be very clear, yeah. and if, I'm, if you think I'm wrong, give me a worse one, the worst receiving core in the NFL. If there's a worse receiving core than the Giants, I'd like to know who they are. Justin Fields. Uh, no. They, have, they just got Claypool. That's be, that's he would easily be the number one on the Giants. Easily, there's no there's no one even close to that on the Giants. The Giants. Have, I'm, I'm saying maybe there is a team with a worse receiving core. It's not the Bears. All right, so, so, so I, I missed the show yesterday. Yeah. So and I, I missed our meeting yesterday because yeah. I was working on another show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many shows are you on? Hey man, we work. We work, man. That's all we do. We don't complain, right? Ain't that what we do, Jay? We just work. So we do. Um. So what what is this tier? Let, okay. get, let me get, explain the bring tier. Bring me bring me up to speed on this cuz I you know, let me see if I can make sense of where you're at. Okay. Every week 
I do quarterback tiers in the season to see to try and you're hitting a moving target. You're trying to figure out where are all the quarterbacks based on their play this year, right? Not what they did in the past, but this year. But there's a heavy recency bias. That doesn't mean you throw out everything that happened in week four and five and six, okay. but you weigh more heavily what's happened recently. So right, in, and, and the way it's structured, it's a pyramid. One guy is in the top tier, two are in the second tier, three are in the third, and that's it. So you rate six guys. And it's guys. only five guys? Six. Six guys. I mean, six guys? Yeah, six yes. guys. That's okay, it. it. So by himself in the top tier is Patrick Mahomes. That's uncontroversial. Okay? That's correct. The next tier I have, Joe Burrow. And Jalen Hurts, because even though Hurts has missed a couple games, I expect him to play going forward. And until he got hurt, he was, along with Mahomes, one of the two best guys in the league. Okay? So I still have him in the second tier. Okay. Third, And this is week to week. This is week to week. With, where okay. I'm adding up what's happened this season so far, but with a heavy emphasis on what's happened most recently. So I'm trying okay. to figure out where everyone's at right now. Right? The third tier, Josh Allen. I considered him or Jalen Hurts for that second tier, but I'm still going with Hurts based on what he, did, what he did to the point he got hurt, and I expect him to come back. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, who's played, who has his team in the, yeah. you know, in the playoff Playoffs. situation and has played well recently, and the, the third name, and that's, that's flipped a lot. It was Geno Smith. There was Jared Goff. Dak Prescott. Dak was there one week. Uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, who has played key, I think you would appreciate this, solid and sound football all year with the worst receiving core in the NFL, who has, and you know what it was key for me? I I said a couple weeks ago, going into a game that they had to win, don't do anything stupid. Let me see you be big on the money down, make two or three big third down plays, no turnovers, don't get desperate because your team needs to come from behind, all that stuff. Not only has he played like that, but he's made some spectacular plays, uh, particularly in their very last game. It's probably the best game of his career. So at yeah, this moment, you know how I am, man. Yep. I, look, he he's been the model citizen all year long. Like like you know how I am about numbers. I don't care about numbers, mm-hmm. right? Because right now he's nineteenth in touchdowns. He's nineteenth in throwing touchdowns. Means nothing. That means nothing because. They run the ball with Saquon on the goal line. They get the ball to other the people. The Warriors in interceptions, they win, Key? They win different ways. When they run the football, they win on special teams. They win on defense. They just do a lot of good stuff. So I don't, I don't care about the statistical side of it. When I look at some of these other quarterbacks, you know, Geno Smith's had a pretty good year, nice run. You know, I had him in there lately, a couple times. Lately, that quarterback in Green Bay's pretty, pretty damn good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, He's he's good. I don't know. Like no, no, pretty damn good. No, of that late, defense though. has stepped up. Late. That defense has gotten a lot better. Yeah, okay, but yeah. and then and then you got a dude out in San Francisco that's only played what four games, three four games. Right. So pretty. And, and and he's done a tremendous job in holding things down. I mean, I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate that Daniel Jones is considered the third tier quarterback in Max's six. Hey, oh, hey, Key, how about this stat, hey. though? You do, it's not true to say you don't care about stats at all because you were the one who came up with certain parameters for stats, and you were like, if you do that, you're almost always going to win. So, uh, we, so we checked it, Key. We checked your stat configuration, and it turns out quarterbacks win something like 80% of the time when they, when they, throw for, when they drop back fewer than 25 30. times or fewer than 30, 30 times. 
have no interceptions. And yeah. what else was it? And have and have no more than two, like uh, yeah. Yeah, 300 two, two yards 50, or something like that. Two, two, 250 in the air and some change and a touchdown and no interceptions and drop attempts 30 of them. You're going to win a lot of games that way. And the reason I say I don't care about the statistical side of the touchdowns because it, it's touchdowns, 19, he's 19th in the league. That's, you know, that's right in the little bit underneath the middle of the pack, which – but it's key, all I have something for you. Too. I have something for you. This is what I'm saying why you do care about it. What do you always focus on? Interceptions, turnovers, oh, yeah. right? He yeah. is second in the league for fewest turnovers. He has five interceptions, five interceptions on the year. Yeah, but that could also be a product of them not throwing as much, which is a reason they're winning games. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you consider with the way they played down the stretch, Trevor Lawrence? Um, where was he in the conversation? Because where they finished last year and what he went through compared to where they're playing down the stretch right now with Doug Peterson, I mean, he's having a, this tremendous turnaround. There's no question. Here are the Now, look, was there some homerism? Because yeah, I'm a Giants course. fan? Yes. Of course. Now, but I will say this. Here were the candidates for that last spot. Trevor Lawrence was one, based on especially the heavy recency bias. Yes. Jared Goff was another. Um, and Geno Smith was another. I actually thought the guy I should have put in instead of Daniel Jones, like if, we, if, if I lived in Detroit, I, I'd have Goff in there. Like Goff what, has had a very good season. Why you got Joe Burrow two instead of one when he's been pretty, pretty solid over the last man, He's not going to surplace Patrick Mahomes. Man, he, Mahomes has been balling all year, right? The only time – but like Josh Allen got I mean, him. Joe had, had a little – he had a bad streak probably of – Three games, yeah. I guess. So, but that's what's Burrow or Mahomes. I mean, he had probably three bad games this year. Not bad, but not quality to the point where you're like, okay, this is this is the guy. Yeah, it's Burrow or Mahomes. You know, Mahomes got 40 touchdowns. His team's got a great Ooh. record. You know, he does stuff like that. It's hard to argue against. But if there's one dude to me who you would take instead of like, put it this way, Mahomes is the guy. If you take Mahomes away, everyone was looking at me out of the corner of their eyes when, you know, side-eyed when, when Josh Allen was killing it. And I said, if I could have anyone other than Mahomes, it would be Joe Burrow. I don't think people look side-eyed anymore. No. Mm. Joe Burrow's elite, man. He's special. I'd take him over anyone but Mahomes. With the chips on the line, I love this. And, dude. Keith, there is something to be said, you know. I mean, uh, I, I, I know look, he's not I, in the I, tier, I, but, like, Aaron Rodgers, too. Like, it's the yeah, same way been. with the Bengals, though. Uh, but the receiving core is different talent-wise. I like um, – Joe Burrow, I like Josh Allen, um, Herbert, Herbert. All, all those quarterbacks Hurts. are come somewhat interchangeable to me. I understand Joe Burrow comes with a little bit of flash and style, and he's with that. He rolls with us, Jay. I get it, but in the end, <laughs> and playoff <all> success, <laughs> huh? And playoff success, which is what you. Yeah, wait I mean, for. He been, yeah, yeah. He went to the Super Bowl and lost. Okay, yeah, but, but it. key, it's not like this thing where you have to wait. Well, I need to see how he does in the playoffs. Burrow no. already gave you that. No, but 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 when you start saying you'll take him over so and so, I'm like, I don't know that I'm taking him over Josh well, Allen. I fair just enough. Don't know I mean, that. they're all great. I'm just saying yeah. I'll take Burrow. I, hey, look. Can I say something quickly? Quickly, quickly. Yes, you rush me. Um, <laughs> say, like, it is interesting though, Joe Burrow, and I know you had Aaron Rodgers right now outside looking in. Both those teams, considering some of the issues they had at the beginning of the year, where they're coming to right now as a team overall, is why it's the similarities are kind of I should scary. have put Mike Tomlin on the quarterback list. Give us a call if you have a problem with my quarterback tier rankings. Oh, God, this, it's about to light up. Say ESPN. 888-SAY-ESPN. Which team has the worst <clears throat> receiving core in the NFL, by the way? Because that was part of my calculation. He's throwing to no one. and like, He's the worst receiving core in the NFL, and he's still balling. And plus – 
How is Bill Belichick, how are the Patriots preparing for Sunday's game with the Bills? We've got a lot to talk about. Keyshawn J. Willemax. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com Keyshawn, j will and max the podcast Keyshawn, j will and max espn radio mike reese espn patriots reporter is with us now good morning mike good morning guys happy new year how we doing happy new year to happy you, new year to you are you outside your stadium uh, let's just imagine that I am, but actually I'm, I'm, I'm not actually there. It's dark. You wouldn't be able to see me if I was on the camera. So, so on to a serious topic, obviously. Mike, uh, <laughs> what, what has been – what's the reaction been from the players and organization, uh, the, obviously speaking of the Patriots, to DeMar Hamlin and that entire situation? Yeah. So, Max, they're, they're trying to show the um, – high level of respect. Yesterday was, was interesting. We were supposed to hear from Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater, the captains, um, and they actually canceled it or postponed it, pushed it off to today. They're feeling sort of being like, let's give them their space. Um, you know, we don't want to be out there front and center answering questions about a game when the game feels or is secondary. And just a few players that I've connected with or reached out to over the last couple of days, they're deeply affected by this, as, as many across the NFL have been. Mike, being on the ground and, and, and in the know there for the Patriots, how, what is the sense of preparation that they're going through to try to figure out the game plan and, and just going through the motion, so to speak? Yeah, so, Key, the first thing is, you know, before they got into that, you know, the team has, and I think all the teams have this. You'd probably be better know this better than me, but they reached out to every player just to say, hey, if you need anything before we get into football, like, we got good support here for you, people you need to talk to, um, any, you know, any feelings you have walking back through this door, you know, to get to work, like, Let's talk about it. So they start with that, you know, before you get into, um, you know, any game planning or anything like that. Now, once you pass through that, it's out on the practice field yesterday. They did hold a practice. It was a lighter practice yesterday, so not the, the traditional Wednesday where you're working on first and second down. You might be in full pads. They weren't. Um, so it was a little bit lighter, but they did start to, to – move that process forward of saying, look, right now the NFL is saying this game is going to happen. 
So let's start getting ourselves ready for that. Mike, you're exactly right. This game is on as scheduled as of right now. But when do you think that Bill Belichick or the Patriots will get the final word on whether the Bills will play or not? Yep. So I, I would take a cue from Troy Vincent, you know, the NFL vice president who talked the other day, who said they're going to wait and let the Bills lead them. How do the Bills feel about this? And, and that's the league's going to take its cue from them. And so I think the answer to that question is we, we should know more, a little more today, because my understanding is we'll hear from Sean McDermott out in, out in Orchard Park, New York, and, and maybe a player, some players, and we'll get a better feel for what's going on behind closed doors, um, you know, with the Bills. And Jay, Keyshawn, like I think this is more speaks to you guys. You've been part of a team at, at the highest level like, you know, what happens in that locker room, like, that's not something I can answer as a reporter. There's a divide there. And we don't know what's happening out there, what the, what the feelings are. And I think, well, we should get a little bit of a better idea once they talk to, you know, media today. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Mike Reese. As always, ESPN Patriots reporter Mike Reese. We'll talk soon, Mike. Sounds good, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. Thank you. <clears throat> so, um, you know, it's always a tough transition from something serious to sports again, right? But I look, as Key mentioned, we you know always look to sports to kind of lose ourselves, and and you know we find I find myself when we when we're talking quarterback tears and stuff, and we start debating it lost in the debate, right? Like in the sense that like you just forget everything else around you, and you're totally hooked on talking about quarterback tears in this case, right? So um, gave my quarterback tears. Yesterday on this just on this just in, the way it works, where it's tiers of quarterbacks, the way they've played this year so far, with a heavy recency bias. Tier and it, it's pyramid style: one in tier one, two in tier two, three in tier three. Mahomes is one. Tier two has Burrow and Hurts, who's hurt but has done enough early on that that recency does not destroy what happened before it, right? And tier three, Josh Allen, who I considered for tier two, Justin Herbert, and. Not Trevor Lawrence, not Aaron Rodgers, not Jared Goff, but Daniel Jones in Tier 3, <clears throat> who is top 10 in QBR, second fewest interceptions, just balled out. His team is in the playoffs. He's played excellent football this entire year. He's never been less than, than good, but sometimes much better than that. And we're going to take some calls on this list right now. I assume that no one will have any problems with it. Everyone's going to agree with it. Ryan in North Carolina. North Carolina! Hey, guys. Um, my infant son and I watch your show every morning, but uh, I agree with most of the list, except for I, I would have Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen in Tier 2. Then my Tier 3 would be Herbert. And you got to put Trevor Lawrence in there, the way he's been playing. I don't think he's elite by any means, but the way he's been playing, it's driving his team into the playoffs. They went from the worst team in the league last year to now. So it's hard to ignore that. Um, and he's ranking in the top five in most major categories the last five or six weeks. So I would take Daniel Jones out and put Trevor Lawrence in, I think. Right. That was my yeah. thing, but, just considering what he went through last year with the coaching change and how toxic that situation was. With a new coach, now they come in and they're in this position right now. It's I mean, incredible. I mean, I mean, you can say the same for Daniel Jones. Yeah, same I, thing. I, same Except thing. it wasn't but, as toxic. But it wasn't as toxic, yes. Although, although Trevor Lawrence dealing with better receiving core than Daniel Jones. It is. He is. 
Yeah. But, but, like, I can't argue against Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. It's a hell of an argument for Trevor Lawrence. Right. I can't argue. If you want to say yeah, golf. Daniel, Dern, Daniel Jones has done a tremendous job given the fact that he doesn't have a top-tier wide receiver yeah. or tied in or, you know. Or number his, two receiver or number no, three receiver. He's, he's done a good job. Um, he's done a good job. All right. People people have other uh, candidates. Someone wanted – by the way, do the Giants have the worst receiving – who has the worst receiving core in the NFL is a whole other That's question. That's a question. That's a whole other Who question. Who has the worst receiving core as, as it stands today or the start yes. of the season? No, today. no, like, like as it has turned today. out, who has had the worst receiving core? I mean, the Rams are pretty bad. Who? The Rams. Yeah, uh, once, but they once had Cooper Cup for a Cup. while. That's right, yeah, yeah, right, right now. Today, That's yeah, right. but I'm saying as it turned out, but they <laughs> did, they him, did play many games. <laughs> in, other, in other words, over the entirety of the season, who has had the worst receiving core? Cup was available. It wasn't like he was never available. Of course it's the Giants. Lamar Jackson doesn't appear close to returning. Are the Ravens starting to show frustration? Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.